All right, quickly to Acts chapter number 1 again tonight, and uh, I'm going to be brief, uh, uh, pretty much give you my outline uh, this evening, and so thank you teenagers, especially Will, uh, for uh, your testimonies, uh, and, uh, and I will uh, take advantage of the, uh, the lack of time uh, tonight uh, to uh, rest my voice uh, as well. And so we'll be in Acts chapter number one, and I won't read back over our text uh, from this morning, uh, but uh, to say that... Um, <clears throat> Oh, excuse me, uh, that Acts chapter number one uh, has for us, Acts, the whole book of Acts really, uh, kind of the formula uh, for what we're supposed to do as a church. And as the testimonies were given, even thinking about Thaw, uh, we, we've kind of, uh, in recent years, we've, uh, we've, we've pared back some of the things that we've done uh, at Thaw. We uh, used to have, and it's not to say we won't have these again, we'll probably will, uh, had different classes on, uh, you know, how to, uh, you know, change the oil or, you know, how to this or that, and uh, which are always helpful uh, in, in teaching young people, investing in them. Uh, maybe those who are going as sponsors and, and chaperones have different areas of expertise that we would tap into uh, and do those things. And those are all wonderful, but uh, there's a part of, of, of pairing it back uh, that was a purposeful thing uh, because I just wanted them to focus uh, more on the fellowship and each other and just spending time uh, kind of away. We take their phones and uh, and it's just kind of a stripped down version of it. Uh, but when I was thinking about that, you know, really our church uh, is a stripped down version uh, of church in a lot of ways. Uh, I read a book years ago called Simple Church. Uh, and long story short, that uh, was basically the whole kind of context of that or the, the purpose of the book uh, is to just to go back and, uh, and to do what God has just called us to do uh, in the New Testament uh, and then strip back all of, uh, all of the f- fluff and all the extra things. And even when it comes to, to, to youth rallies, there's rallies that we go to and still will uh, that, um, man, they put a lot of time and energy into uh, the platform, uh, the, the decor, you know, they'll have uh, just different, all kinds of guest speakers coming in and just boom, 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 boom. And, uh, and there's, there's, it's always fun to have fun. Uh, and I enjoy that, things like that at camp, and, uh, and we enjoy those times. But uh, it seems that when you strip those things back uh, and, uh, and you disallow the Word of God to work on hearts, it seems like there's a lot more spiritual currency that comes from those types of things. And, and I've seen it time and time again uh, over the years, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, but it, it kind of leads into uh, these points that I want to give uh, tonight uh, from chapter number one. Uh, the infant church, the New Testament church, uh, at this point, is, it's in its infancy. It's, uh, it's young and had been started by uh, the Lord. And, uh, and it's going to be empowered, if you will, by the Spirit of God uh, in chapter number 2 with Pentecost. They're waiting. We talked about this morning in, in, in the first part uh, that they're to wait in Jerusalem in verse number 4, being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, uh, ye have heard of me. And so the comforter that the Lord had promised would come as he uh, left this world uh, to ascend to the right hand of the Father uh, would come and we'd see uh, thousands of people saved. And, uh, and of course, sign gifts and all the things that were part of the, the early uh, church uh, that were necessary uh, until the word of God uh, was completed. Uh, and, uh, and we find uh, the, um, the church beginning. Uh, and from that is where we, uh, as a New Testament church, 
uh, see the uh, precedency uh, of what they had done, but they didn't have that. Uh, they had Old Testament, and they had what they did as, as Jewish uh, believers in God uh, that had been done away with under grace, and, uh, and all these things that were, that were new, and, uh, and their world had been turned upside down with the crucifixion of the Lord, and these 40 days he's teaching them. But we see, um, uh, I've got just six things that I'll give you uh, quickly, uh, and uh, that are uh, the, the, they're what every church needs. And these are the things uh, that, um, that church, a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church, in all of its simplicity, is what, it's what God uses. And, and we need to not look at, um, you know, well, some of the churches that have been raised up as examples or things to, uh, to look to or pattern after, uh, a lot of them are ecumenical and evangelical and, you know, just not a lot of good things. And, uh, and, uh, and many of them, um, as bad as they have been, uh, have just, it's just ramped up. And uh, I saw one that had uh, this Easter uh, uh, concert thing that they had done and it was just, it was satanic. Um, what had taken place. And so, um, you know, uh, when you get people like uh, Rick Warren, uh, who turns his church over to the next guy, is going to be worse uh, than the guy before. And, and that's something uh, that we have to think of. In fact, uh, uh, in May, I'll be cooking at uh, a uh, Passing the Mantle conference that'll be here uh, in Washington State. And, uh, and it's important for preachers uh, to be thinking about who's next, who's coming next, and uh, to invest in uh, the young people of the church, and uh, and to be thinking about that because uh, you can uh, things can slip uh, when uh, when the next generation. What we need is uh, next generations that stay true uh, to the Word of God uh, and do things God's way. Uh, and these six things, I'll read the verses. I'll give you what they are, uh, and then we're going to close because I can't really uh, improve upon what we've already heard uh, tonight from uh, the young people uh, and, uh, and the others that aren't as young uh, who, uh, who shared uh, as well. Uh, but look at verse number three. Uh, it says here, to whom he also, also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for that promise that we spoke about a moment ago. Um, the key, or a key, uh, to a church that is um, uh, the right sort. Uh, as God says, a church is measured by what sort it is. Where Our works are measured by what sort, uh, and those are all important. It's important to God. It should be important to us. Not everything that calls itself a church is a church. We know that. Uh, and even, by the way, um, you know, uh, the, of the people that got saved this morning, uh, one of them uh, was uh, from a Catholic background. The other was from a Jehovah's Witness background. Uh, and I begged on the Pope uh, during my service today, and I, uh, and, uh, and I normally wouldn't if I knew somebody said, hey, you know, I've got a Catholic friend here, you know, don't make fun of the Pope or anything. Uh, and uh, I'm usually pretty good about that. Uh, but, uh, but you know what? When the Spirit of God works, it doesn't matter if a pastor picks on the Pope or, uh, or whatever, the Word of God just will cut through, uh, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, but the resurrection of Christ was an unquestionable fact to them because they had seen it. 
they were there. They saw him, uh, which is different than us. We, have, uh, we believe the word of God. We have it, and it's just as a valid proof as it was the infallible proofs that they had seen. Uh, but a key uh, to a godly church, a church that God uh, loves and uh, is the right sword, is a church that has um, a fellowship with their risen Savior. Now, they had it face-to-face. Uh, and uh, because he walked amongst them and, uh, and was teaching them those 40 days uh, after he rose from the dead. Uh, but, uh, the, uh, you know, they had a personal experience with the Lord. Uh, but you and I can have a personal experience with the Lord, too. Um, you know, the, um, uh, what's the song that says, I know that he is living whatever men may say. Uh, why? Because he lives within my heart. Um, because he's saved me and I can walk with him and commune with him. And it's that Bible reading as, uh, as uh, was testified and how God will speak. And he speaks through your word. In fact, uh, today somebody, as they were leaving with the challenge of witnessing, uh, they had said, um, you know, um, basically uh, that, uh, that they can't really talk to these people, that all these bridges have been burnt, whatever. And I said, you know what, uh, just give them, give them Bible. Just give them scripture because God has a promise attached to it. Uh, and, uh, and despite our, uh, you know, failures, our, um, uh, the character problems and different things that we'd have or maybe losing our testimony, uh, you can even say, you know what, I've not been the best Christian. Um, uh, and you know that. Uh, but here's what the Word of God says, and God loves you. Uh, and uh, what we need, as they did, uh, they had a fellowship with their risen Savior, uh, a personal experience, the power of His presence, uh, and uh, a presence which not one uh, unbeliever uh, can uh, can have in their life, uh, and uh, they knew what that meant. And I and we know, and we can know what that means in our own life if we walk with Him. So, point number one, they were in fellowship with their risen uh, Lord. Ver- look at verse number five, if you would. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And so uh, they, the great promise of the Father, verse number four, uh, is, uh, is given to every single child of God. Um, they receive the promise of the Holy Ghost in their life. And every single Christian, we're, in, we're indwelled with the Spirit of God when we get saved. Um, but we can have the fullness, the, the filling of God in our life. And uh, in the vessel illustration at, camp, or at, uh, at Thaw, um, God, uh, God wants to use us, but we've got to be vessels that God, uh, God can fill. Uh, and when we're all dirtied up um, uh, and, and unclean in our life, uh, we've got to work at that. It should be the desire of every child of God uh, to, uh, to be filled with the Spirit of God, not just indwelt, uh, but to be filled with the Spirit of God, to take that uh, filling and use it to serve Him, uh, win others to Christ. And there's no, there's no greater feeling uh, in, in our Christian life uh, than there is of leading another person uh, to the saving knowledge of Jesus. Um, you just you just can't beat it. Now I'm an adrenaline junkie, I, a dopamine junkie. I mean, I like to you know. Uh, I was just saying, go fast. I don't go very fast on my motorcycle. Uh, and uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, Lord forgive me. Uh, and but uh, it's um, um, the greatest feeling in the world uh, is not jumping out of a plane or riding a bike or whatever. It's just sitting with the Bible open with somebody uh, and knowing uh, that you change. Uh, them in their life, their, their, their trajectory. I mean, all the things that happen when a person gets saved, uh, you know that Jesus is going to come in and help them and comfort them and be a friend uh, and that they're going to be able to have victory over the difficulties and the sins and things in their life. Uh, is, there's just no greater feeling. Uh, and that's what the early church, they didn't have that precedent. 
Uh, but we see here, they were in fellowship with their risen Lord. They received the promise of the Holy Ghost. Verses 12 and 13. Then returned they unto Jerusalem from the Mount of Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they were coming there, they went to the upper room, and there abode Peter and James and John and Andrew and Philip, Thomas and Bartholomew and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, Zealots, and Judas, the brother of James. And then these all continued with one accord in prayer. Uh, remember, he said, you need to go to, stay in Jerusalem and you need to wait uh, for the whole, to be endued with power from the Holy Spirit. And so the recipe for uh, blessing in the hand of God on the local church is that they were, they were obedient to the word. Um, they didn't question it. Uh, they didn't gather uh, to discuss, you know, the manner the Holy Spirit would come or the time that the Holy Spirit would come or the extent or the promise of this outpouring. Uh, they were told to wait, and that's just what they did. They waited. Uh, they had made up their minds simply to do uh, their master's bidding and then leave the rest up to him. And then, uh, of course, the scripture encourages us to go and do likewise. Uh, and so they were in fellowship with their risen Lord. They received the promise of the Holy Ghost. They were obedient uh, to his word. Uh, and then in verse number 14, it says, These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication uh, with the women uh, and Mary and the mother of Jesus and with his brethren. And by the way, let me say this because I don't want to get into it. But um, prayer uh, and uh, there's churches that take the whole let women learn in silence with all subjection and uh, and they don't let them say, you know, vote in business meetings or any of those types of things. All that's out of context. And, uh, and uh, they prayed together with the women uh, and, and Jesus' mother and his, and his brethren. He had brothers and sisters. Let me dig on the Catholics. Mary was not a perpetual virgin. Uh, he had brothers and sisters. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, that idolatry uh, is just a, a terrible idolatry in religion. But they were unified in spirit. Uh, they were all uh, in, continued in one accord in prayer and supplication. They were unified. Uh, and we've spoke a lot about that in our theme in striving together. And, uh, and so uh, I'll just say that when, <coughs> you know, why should they pray when they have a sure promise? Because God had promised that the comforter was going to come and he told them to wait. But they continued in prayer. Uh, and, uh, and it was, um, um, it, it's always an incentive. It's always good for us to wait and pray, uh, and to wait for God uh, to move. And uh, a Pentecostal day will come at any time when there's the same unity of spirit uh, and, and persistence in believing prayer, and we need more of that uh, in our church. That's the key. Uh, it's, uh, it's fellowship with the risen Lord, promise of the Holy Ghost, receiving that, obedient to his word, unified in the spirit. And then from verses 15 down to verse number 20, uh, we have, of course, uh, they're dealing with Judas and the follow-up from that. Uh, and, but all the way down to verse number 20, it says, For it is written in the book of Psalms, Let his habitation be desolate, speaking of Judas, uh, and let no man dwell therein, and his bishopric let another take. So they're getting ready to pick um, somebody to replace Judas. And, uh, and here's, here's, you know, people come and go in churches. Uh, and, um, and, and by the way, uh, nobody is, you know, um, sun doesn't rise and fall on anybody, including me. Um, I am expendable, uh, and, uh, and you're expendable. Uh, and, and when somebody leaves church uh, and they move away or they leave upset or whatever, and I've had people like, oh, you know, somebody, if you, if you can be gone for weeks and weeks and, and nobody misses you, that's a problem. That means you're not doing very much. 
Uh, but there are people that when they leave, they leave big holes in their local church, but I'm never worried about it um, because God places people in the local church. Uh, and it says here that, um, you know, let his habitation be desolate, let no man dwell therein, and his bishopric let another take. Um, I tell people all the time, you know what, you'll be missed, uh, but your bishopric another will take. And, uh, and yes, you're going to leave a big hole, um, but God will fill it uh, because that's, that's what God does. Uh, and, uh, and so they uh, honored the scriptures. Uh, they knew uh, that it was written in Psalms and what to do, and they believed that, and they obeyed the scriptures. Peter and the 119 that were with him, they had no difficulty at all uh, as to, uh, you know, David being the author of Psalm 69 and, uh, and uh, the references to Psalm 100 here about the bishopric, and, uh, and, uh, and they just uh, were going to be led by the Spirit of God and handle the Word of God uh, and not discredit it or grieve the Holy Spirit uh, or do the work of the devil. Uh, they honored the Scriptures. And then sixth and lastly tonight, they brought their difficulties to the Lord in prayer. Verse 21, where four of these men, which have company with us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John, under the same day that he was taken up from us, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. And they appointed two, Joseph called Barsabbas, uh, and, uh, who was surnamed Justice uh, and uh, Matthias. And, uh, and uh, two had been named to fill one office. And, uh, and, uh, and they were uh, quite willing uh, to sink their own individual preferences and uh, accept whoever the Lord would, uh, would uh, lay upon their heart. And, uh, and that's what they needed to do. The Bible says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Uh, and, uh, and so they prayed. They brought their difficulties. And we see that pattern throughout the book of Acts. Problems, uh, difficulties came. Prayers went up. Power came down. People went out. Uh, time and time again. Uh, and uh, that's what we need. And, uh, and as dark as the day is and as difficult it is, as the kids talk about standing up for, uh, for God uh, in their public school. Uh, and uh, by the way, uh, uh, you know, they, if they get kicked out for standing up for the Lord, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe some of you parents need to start putting a little money aside for Christian school uh, if, uh, if, uh, if they get run out for standing up for the Lord. But, you know, you can get kicked out of school for a lot of stuff. Uh, and, uh, but standing up for God in the word of, in the word of God and the truth of God, the truth, uh, not your truth or their truth or whatever, but the truth, uh, is something that, uh, we all need to do, uh, and, uh, at school, at home, with our families, uh, at our workplaces, the infant church of Acts chapter number one in the whole book of Acts was mightier than the aged church of the present. Uh, and, uh, and we sometimes wonder why. Uh, and, uh, but the urgent need of the church is a new revelation, uh, a new uh, in kind of um, supercharged, uh, I guess, uh, relationship with Christ, our risen Savior, a fuller experience uh, with the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering. We talked about that uh, at Thaw. An unwavering faith in the Bible, uh, uh, the, uh, the filling of the Holy Spirit of God, uh, which is referred to as the baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, unity uh, amongst believers, and believing prayer. Um, th- that's the secret. It, it's not facilities uh, or music. It's not programs. It's not coffee shops. In hospitality, uh, this and that, uh, all the stuff that we put in. It's not marketing. 
Uh, and um, it, is, it is just simply doing things God's way. In, in, in learning, and that's why, that's why thousands were saved uh, and, uh, and baptized and added to. Not because they had a special day and dropped, you know, candy from a helicopter uh, and uh, for all the kids in the neighborhood. And I'm not, you know, people can do what they want to do, um, but you can never improve upon this. And uh, it's my hope and prayer uh, that, um, that as a church we continue and stay in that, uh, that lane uh, and just do things the way that God would have us to do them. And so the infant church uh, that we see here uh, gives us the example that we need to follow, and I hope that we always will. Let's all stand tonight, uh, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. And-